If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. A college student, an intern with her life before her, Helene Prashinsky, gets off the bus. How many times have I taken the bus back and forth to work in New York? You get off, your hands are full, you got a backpack, a pocketbook sometimes, tons of work in your hands. And then suddenly out of nowhere, you're attacked, likely from behind, I can just see somebody grabbing her by her backpack and slinging her around. And then she's raped, raped, brutally raped in the outdoors, in the elements. And she wasn't just murdered. This young girl was murdered nine times over. As I recall from the medical examiner's report, stabbed nine times in the back. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. And let me tell you something. How many years did Helene's family endure? Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. As snow began to fall in the field where the body of young Helen Pasinski was found, obliterating any clues, authorities called off their search of the area. Douglas County Sheriff's officers and investigators from the Colorado Bureau of Investigation, aided by volunteers from the Arapahoe County Search and Rescue Unit, spent much of the morning combing the area, hoping to turn up something to lead them to the girl's murderer, but found nothing. Ms. Puskinski's body was found early Thursday. She'd been sexually assaulted and stabbed. A college student working as an intern in the news department at KHOW Radio, she was last seen Wednesday afternoon when she left work. Inglewood police, also in on the case, have been concentrating their efforts near this bus stop on South Broadway. It's believed that Ms. Pusinski got off her bus after work here Wednesday night. She was abducted sometime after that. They've been talking with people in the area looking for some clue, but so far nothing. And they're afraid if they don't find something soon, they may not find anything at all. You are hearing our friends at KUSA 9 News. That was Denver reporter Kevin Roberts. It's such a euphemism to say sex-assaulted, abducted. This is what happened. This young girl, a college student, an intern with her life before her, Helene Prashinsky, gets off the bus, and then she's raped and murdered. Joining me, an all-star panel to break it down, put it back together again. Mark Tate, renowned attorney, joining me out of the Savannah jurisdiction, 
Bruce Johnson, the owner of ISP Investigations, Master Sergeant Region 1 Crime Scene Commander, Chicago. And let me tell you, in Chicago, they've never got a lack of business. Karen Stark, psychologist joining me out of Manhattan. You can find her at karenstark.com. Dr. Catherine Maloney, Deputy Chief Medical Examiner, Erie County Medical Examiner's Office in Buffalo and New York Nickel City Forensics. But right now, straight out to Levi Page, investigative reporter with CrimeOnline.com. Levi, let's just start where every investigation starts, and that is, I already know she's at a bus stop. Right there, that gives me a whole busload of potential suspects and everybody around that bus stop. That's a lot of suspects. Not only that, she was an intern at KHOW. How many nuts know about her through the radio where she was working. Nancy, she, 21 years old, she's a senior at Wheaton College in Massachusetts, and she moved to Colorado in 1980 to be an intern at KHOW Radio. It's located in Denver, and she wanted to be a journalist, and she was on the road to becoming one, Nancy. She'd been in Colorado for two weeks, and she Stayed with her aunt and uncle well, about wait, wait, 40 wait, wait, miles wait, south wait, of... Wait, 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 She had only been there two weeks? Yes, two weeks. Oh, man. Okay. Did you say she's living with her aunt and uncle? Yes, they lived about 40 miles south of Denver, so she would use the bus to commute to and from her internship. Oh, okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Karen Stark, a 40-mile bus ride each way to work? You know, and then she gets off the bus after work, after a, what, an hour-plus commute, because, you know, the buses stop in every, you know, taking many a Greyhound bus. And then this happens. This was probably the furthest thing from her mind. You know, a young girl had this job to be successful, who moves to a different place, ambitious, and she's getting off a bus totally innocent and winds up brutally murdered, raped, and dead. Okay, hold on. You know, Levi, I may have missed it, but where did you say she was from? She was from Massachusetts. That's where she was originally from. Away from everything she knew. Okay, back to the story. So do you know what time of the day or night it was? It was in the evening. She'd just gotten off work, so it was around 6 p.m., and she had got off the bus stop, Nancy, and she had to walk five blocks to get to her aunt and uncle's home, and she never made it home. Okay, five blocks is not that far, but that brings me to another issue. To Bruce Johnson, owner of ISP Investigations, a scene commander in Chicago Metro, that's not easy. Bruce, five blocks. Now, right now, we have a whole haystack for them to dig through. Uh, looking for that needle, which is our suspect. But five blocks, while it's not really a long way to walk, I remember walking home from Court TV was about a mm, almost a 20-block walk one way. But a five-block walk actually is plenty of time for someone to be waiting. If someone had been watching her and knew her route, but also, Bruce, she only had been there Two weeks. So I don't know how, how much someone could have been watching her movements. It sounds more like a crime of opportunity. Exactly. That's what I think, too, that it, it, from the crime scene to where she's getting off the bus, you know, when you're first initially looking at this whole thing, that's a lot of area to cover. But once you focus from where she gets off the bus, if you can narrow it down to where she gets off and that five block 
area, then it becomes manageable. Now you could manage that area and you could find out her uh, short routine in that two week time frame, and you could, uh, you know, get narrowed in on a specific area. Okay. Uh, are you saying that five blocks, it shouldn't be too hard for police to determine her exact path? Exactly. Yeah, that should be, that's not a, a lot area to, to cover. But remember back then they didn't have cameras. They didn't have all the technology that we have there. So you would be knocking on doors. You would be doing different things than you would today. And did I get this right, Levi Page? Uh, joining me, investigative reporter with CrimeOnline.com. Levi, I understand that snow obscured her body for a period of time. This is a yes, no. Is that correct? You're correct. So what about that? Joining me, as I mentioned, Dr. Catherine Maloney, Deputy Chief ME in Erie County, also at New York Nickel City Forensics. Dr. Catherine Maloney, how would that affect the not only the discovery of her body, but would it preserve her body or would it hurt in some way the autopsy that's to come? Well, anytime there's a delay between a person's death and when an autopsy happens, it always makes it um, more difficult in order to determine the, the cause and manner of death. Take a listen to our friends at KUSA 9. This is Kevin Roberts. The first 40 hour, 48 hours, I'd say, are probably very critical in terms of the kinds of information that you receive and the, the amount of it uh, may very well be just that information which will identify a suspect or identify uh, an individual who was in the area. It's kind of difficult. I guess, uh, you know, you might try to, to liken it to anyone who's asked to, to say, well, uh, what did you see around noon two days ago? And that's a very difficult thing to try to remember. So we make as many contacts as we can immediately after a thing like this in an effort to try to, to talk with people when their memories are still in focus and that they can remember substantial information. The radio station where Ms. Pasinski worked has offered a reward for information leading to the conviction of her killer. And law enforcement officers are asking that anyone with any information call the Colorado Bureau of Investigation. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. 
Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Here's a 21-year-old girl who uh, left college, a small little town in Massachusetts, um, to come to Colorado to internship at uh, KHOW Radio and was only here two weeks and was abducted uh, at some time coming home from work, um, raped and murdered in Douglas County and, uh, and left. This is a young girl who was just starting her life, came to Colorado to have an opportunity to make a difference. She wanted to be in journalism. She wanted to be a part of a bigger story. Uh, she was involved in her choir uh, at home and from all accounts and everyone that had anything to say about her it was just a wonderful, decent, nice young lady. And it's important that we talk about her as much as we can. You are hearing the Douglas County Sheriff Tony Spurlock speaking, very disturbing. A young girl just starting her life only in the new city two weeks before she's snatched off a public bus, raped in the elements, and stabbed nine times in the back. And then to add insult to injury, no arrest is made. Back to CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Levi Page. Levi, now I heard the sheriff earlier say they were questioning witnesses, potential witnesses. Where were you at noon? But I thought you said this happened in the evening. Yes, it happened in the evening when she got off of work. Okay, so maybe he was just speaking about the mechanics of an investigation. The first thing you do in an investigation is you search for the body, of course. And apparently, as I was going to point out, her body was obscured by snow. How many days passed before her body was found? Well, Nancy, it was snow in the area, but it didn't actually take them that long to discover the body. It was discovered the next day. So within 24 hours, her body was discovered. And was it, in fact, on the walk from the bus to the aunt's home? Yes, it was in a field. In a field, huh? That tells me a lot, actually, Bruce Johnson, owner of ISP Investigations. So when we say five blocks, we're not talking about city blocks where you're passing one apartment building after the next, after the next, and then you pass the D'Agostino's, and then you pass this, and then you pass that. We're talking about walking a rural route. Now, in my mind, that makes it actually easier and more difficult. Easier because there are less people, and more difficult because there are less people, less witnesses. That's correct, yeah. To see what happened, but also less people to identify as a suspect. So what do you think about that, Bruce Johnson? Yes, with uh, being in a, in a rural area, as you said, it's going to be less congested, less traffic. Uh, it'd be easier to uh, look at normal routines of, uh, you know, how busy is their, their rush hour traffic in their downtown area or in this area versus in the city in a highly populated area where traffic and people are coming, going more rapidly. More people are coming on buses and transportation out in the, on the rural area. You may only have the bus routes coming you know, once an hour, we're in the city, they may be every every 20 minutes mm -hmm. or every 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So you'll be able mm -hmm. to get those patterns uh, of the bus of, you know, rural area uh, type activity a lot easier. Another question to you, Levi Page, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. So it took a full 24 hours before her body was found. I find that significant. And I, I don't understand why, because she was only 
five blocks as the crow flies from the bus stop to her home. So was her body en route or had she been abducted and taken away? Where was her body found as it relates to the bus stop? The body was found in a field. It was away from the bus stop and away from the route that she would take to get home. Interesting. Okay, that's telling me a lot. Joining me, Mark Tate, renowned attorney, joining me out of the Savannah area. You can find him at TateLaw.com. Mark, you have defended many, many cases. But what this is telling me, if her body really was a distance away from the route between the bus stop and the home, is that the person had a vehicle. Sure. A vehicle that she was put in and taken. This isn't somebody standing behind a tree that jumps out when she goes by and she's dragged off in the bushes. This is somebody that got her in a vehicle based on where her body was found. That changes things. Once a car enters the picture, you're really up the creek without a paddle because she could have been taken anywhere by anybody, not somebody that lived or worked along the route. See what I mean? It's opening up a plethora of possibilities regarding suspects. Right. And I think you're exactly right that this appears to me to be more of a crime of opportunity. And I think the thing that makes it more difficult here as well is we have a young girl who is fresh to the community, uh, who is still getting her bearings about where to be, where it's okay to be, what may or may not be suspicious, especially getting off of a bus. Wait a minute, Mark Tate, hold your horses. Are you trying to say it's somehow her fault? Because she didn't know the right way to walk home? Because it kind of sounded like Oh, no, like absolutely it. not. No, no. You know, I, I think it, 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 all take, it takes us all time to learn our, our new location. I mean, starting uh, ninth grade in high school, you have to learn, and, and it takes you a moment to understand and to get your bearings. I'm not saying in any way she walked into a, uh, into a situation that she should have well, known is dangerous. Well, well now you're you not. Just get used, you're, you got to get used to where you're going, your bearings. You know what? And I think you make reason. a lot of oral arguments because you just slithered out of that one really, really well. <laughs> I guess you've argued in front of the Georgia Supreme Court, the Georgia Appellate Court, right? Well, we've done a lot of different appeals work, but not usually on behalf of criminal defendants. You know, if they're not guilty uh, and they're inappropriately accused, we generally have been successful in demonstrating that to prosecutors and they don't continue with their efforts past an indictment. <laughs> but, you know, this... <laughs> you know what, Mark Tate? OK, I'm just going to leave that where it is because I got bigger. I got bigger fish to fry back to Helene Prashinsky, <laughs> just 21 years old. Levi Page joining me from Crime Online. So now I believe that the perp got her in a car. How can nobody see that happen? But, okay, that is a whole nother can of worms for me to figure out. But I want to talk about her body. Now, her body was covered in snow. And although you tell me the snow was intermittent, Levi Page, I have been told that the snow concealed her body. She was out in the elements over 24 hours, we believe. Now, is all that correct, Levi? You're correct, Nancy. And when she was discovered, Nancy, she was stabbed nine times, partially clothed, and she had her hands tied together behind her back, obviously to restrain her. Okay, hold on. Every time I talk to you, I learn something new. I mean something significant, Levi, because Karen Stark, now that I know her hands are tied behind her back, this guy came loaded for bear. It's not that he just saw her walking along and got an urge to rape somebody. I'll never forget Karen Stark, and I told you about this when we were sitting on the set at Court TV. There was a burglary that turned into a rape, or at least that's what the defense would have me believe. But the defendant gave a statement, and he he said, well, Miss Grace, I went in to steal a TV, and then she came in, and you know what can I say? My little nature got up. I think he was trying to say he got an erection, and he raped the woman. 
So what I'm saying is, I, I don't, <laughs> I think every rape is planned. I don't think it just happens the way defendants would have you believe, but that's always stuck in my mind. He said that looking right at me with a straight face too. Now, this guy, Karen, bound her. I think, Levi just said her hands were still bound behind her back. This guy came with uh, zip ties or ropes or, or hosiery or something to bind her, torture her, rape her, and kill her. What's the mindset of a guy like this? Well, I agree with you. I think every rape is planned. And the reason that I'm agreeing with you is I think that the personality of someone who is going to commit that crime is such that they are just ready and waiting for their victim. It doesn't happen that all of a sudden... Karen, of course he's ready and waiting. But what I'm saying is the mindset. This is a guy, and this is a classic example. I've told it to a jury. When you are walking along, let's just pretend, let's say you're joining me from Manhattan, you're walking along Central Park with your husband, and you see a little rabbit hop across the, the path in front of you. Your instinct is what? To go chase it down and tear its neck out with your teeth? No. Your instinct would be to try to pet the little guy, right? This guy, this killer, this rapist is different than all of us. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. Managing diabetes just got a lot easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and or phone without painful finger sticks. You'll always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you when you're heading up, down, or steady. It can even alert you before you go too low or when you're getting too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about your food, your medication, your activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see like more time in range and lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one doctor and patient recommended CGM brand, at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Helene Prasinski, just 21 years old, moves away from home, crosses the country for her big break in media. She is working at a local radio station, KHOW, only living with her aunt and uncle two weeks before she is kidnapped, brutally raped, tied up, murdered. 
her body lying in the snow overnight before it was discovered the next day. Why and how in the hay did the killer get away? Right now to Dr. Catherine Maloney, Deputy Chief Medical Examiner, Erie County in Buffalo. You can also find her at Nickel City Forensics. Dr. Maloney, again, thank you for being with us. When you see nine stab wounds to the back, can you even tell which one was the mortal wound? Generally, when you do the autopsy, you can see on the inside which organs were injured. And so based on the organs that are injured, that will let you know which wound is the fatal stab wound. I wouldn't be surprised in a case like this if multiple vital organs ended up being injured. So um, probably more than one of the stab wounds was potentially fatal. Question. Do you believe Helene was targeted or was this a random act? Now, keep in mind what we know so far. He drove to the location. He was prepared with either zip ties, rope, stocking, something like that to tie her up. He threw her body out in a field. What does that say? Why a field? Why that field? Because, I mean, you know, Dr. Karen Stark, as we always say, perfect example, Scott Peterson. People go where they are familiar. For instance, Scott Peterson murdered his wife, Lacey. Then what did he do? He's the fisherman. He dumps her body in the San Francisco Bay where he fishes. He knows where to go. This person may have had an intimate knowledge of this field, but do you think she was targeted or was he looking for anybody to rape and murder? There is a chance, Nancy, because she was taking that same bus that he was focused on her. But there's no doubt that it could have been anybody that he found because he came prepared. He had whatever he bound her with. So he has a personality where he can only enjoy sex that way. He's looking for anybody to do this with. Did you just say enjoy sex? How can you put the words enjoy sex in the same sentence with bind, torture, rape, murder? Because that's, that's his particular illness. That you think it's an illness. He's not, he's not like most people. This is something that he does enjoy or he wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, what would you call that? What's the, what's the psychiatric or the psychological term for that? Sadomas- no, he's not a psychopath. Psychopath. He's a psychopath and he has a, sex, a sexual perversion and his perversion is killing. Would you call him a sadistic killer? Is he a sadist and what is a sadist? Yes, a sadist is someone who enjoys inflicting pain. So, yes. He's a sadistic killer. Now, Mark Tate, uh, you represent uh, clients of all sorts. I'm telling you right now, this is not his first time at the rodeo because you don't show up in a car with zip ties or whatever he used, manage to kidnap her, subdue her, take her to another location and go this many years without being caught. I'm telling you, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, I completely agree uh, with that. Absolutely. Uh, I represented a number of young uh, women here in Savannah, uh, one of whose case went to trial and we got a $10 million verdict against the place where she was raped. But one thing that I disagree with all of the sexual abuse cases that I've had representing victims of priest abuse, victims in the Boy Scouts, these poor ladies who were kidnapped and raped here off of college campuses and out of hospital parking lots, is that in dealing with the perpetrators, It's more about dominance and control uh, than it is about sexual gratification. And, of course, there are exceptions to every, you know, stated rule or perception. But in general, I think you got to be careful 
and concluding that this is the guy's the way he's uh, sexually, uh, I guess, aroused. Uh, to me, I, I want to say that I agree with you, but I think that that's part of it as well. Okay, so Mark, uh, in a nutshell, you agree or disagree <laughs> in the sense that, well, we all agree he's a serial rapist. So what are you disagreeing about? Well, I'm disagreeing that this is about uh, about sexual intercourse. I believe that, based on my experience, that this is about dominance, control, uh, domination. Yeah, uh, I blame it all on Karen Stark because she said enjoy sex in the middle of all this. In the middle of a brutal murder and rape, she managed to work those two words in. And I agree with you, Mark Tate. I also agree hey, with her. Hey, that's the first time, Nancy. Okay, wait, 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 scratch that. Get, get rid of that. Get that off the record quickly. I don't want that on, on, on my resume. <laughs> Another thing I don't understand is how the case has gone this long, this many decades, without being solved. Bruce, do you think this particular woman was targeted, or do you think this was just a guy out looking for anybody that he could snatch off the street, rape, and murder? I've actually had a case that was very similar to this, except it was in a hotel room, but bound and uh, arms tied behind her back and propped up. And in these type of cases, it's usually targeted. I think he knew his victim. He targeted her and was ready to go and just waiting for the right opportunity. Keep in mind, it was also dark at 6 p.m. in the winter uh, with snow. It's it's dark a lot earlier, so his um, stalking, is a, is a lot easier. And in a rural community, again, when you get into traffic patterns and things of that nature, um, I think she's definitely targeted. So you think she was targeted and your number one reason for saying that is what? Position of the body and, and death is a big factor that she was bound with her hands uh, held behind her. Um, but he could have done that to anybody, he wa- any woman that was walking by. Was she specifically targeted? I think that she was usually in these type of cases, when you get all the way to the end, it, it, it ends up that they are almost all the time that they're targeted. The, the chance of it being just a, a rural happenstance that he just seen a girl get off the bus and was determined that day to get it is highly unlikely versus plat, uh, plotting it out and waiting for the victim. I think you're right. And the fact that I believe he's a serial rapist indicates he's done this before and he has a plan and he stalks his victim like a hunter would pray. After many, many years of the family suffering, nearly 40 years, the murder of this young co-ed, Helene Przezinski, baffled Colorado detectives. It languished so long in their cold case files that practically everybody in her family died. But then one Thursday morning, her sister, Janet Johnson, gets a phone call. A prosecutor says homicide investigators had made a breakthrough thanks to genetic genealogy and good old-fashioned police work. Take a listen to this. It was a combination of DNA existing, technology that was available, but then the dogged police work. Work that brought them to Clanton and his present-day home, but they needed a sample of his DNA. Fortunately, they quickly learned that he was a regular at the Full House Lounge in Lake Butler on 4th Avenue. We had been working with uh, Douglas County, Colorado, surveilling this guy for some time. And their laboratory advised us, hey, if y'all can grab this mug, then we believe that we can get a DNA comparison. Detectives followed Clanton into the Full House November 30th. We ended up getting his uh, beer mug 
and packaged it in evidence and sent it to uh, Colorado. A match leading to his arrest outside his trailer on this property. I believe once he saw us that he had, he felt like he knew his past had caught up with him. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. Managing diabetes just got a lot easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and or phone without painful finger sticks. You'll always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you when you're heading up, down, or steady. It can even alert you before you go too low or when you're getting too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about your food, your medication, your activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see like more time in range and lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one doctor and patient recommended CGM brand, at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Investigators have had the killer's DNA for years, but with no matches in the FBI's national database, they recently turned to a new process known as genetic genealogy. We found people that shared a lot of the same DNA. Former Denver DA Mitch Morrissey's company, United Data Connect, started with those relatives. Once we started working the genealogy, got coming down his family tree, it appeared that his mother was a dead end but she wasn't. They found her two sons, ruled one out, then went to Florida and followed the other. After surreptitiously snagging his beer mug at a local bar, they had it tested for DNA. And those results led to the arrest of James Curtis Clanton. You are hearing our friends at KUSA 9 Denver. That was Kevin Vaughn. We are talking about a co-ed senior at Wheaton College, Massachusetts, going to her aunt's home after a long day at work at a Denver radio station. She will have crossed the country, leaving Massachusetts, traveling to Denver for a big break in media. Her body, nude from the waist down, her arms tied behind her, was discovered the next day in a field that is now known as Highland Ranch Colorado. Years pass until finally a break in the case through familial DNA. Familial DNA is only allowed in a handful of states right now across our country. Typically, when prosecutors try cases based on DNA evidence, which is uh, 
true like one in five trillion that the perp is not the one who belongs to this DNA. Familial DNA is, let's just do an example. Let's just say Jackie Howard stabs Levi Page nine times in the back. And then on that last stab, the hilt of the knife slips and she cuts herself. Her DNA is found at the crime scene. But Jackie Howard is not in the databank. She's not in CODIS. She's not in APHIS. She's nowhere to be found. So this is what cops do. They run a familial DNA test. This is what happened in the Golden State Killer case. And they find all kind of matches, let's just pretend, through Ancestry.com. But it's not quite the match. So what they have found are Jackie Howard's cousins, her aunts, her uncles, anybody blood related to her. Then they go start talking to those people. And one by one, they figure out it's Jackie Howard. That's what familial DNA is. And right now, the Innocence Project, the Civil Liberties, they're all angry about familial DNA. They say it's unconstitutional. But here's the reality. Those relatives willingly, police did not make them give their DNA to Ancestry.com. The Constitution protects you and me against unreasonable force by police. Not by you trying to find out where your great-grandparents came from. If they came over from Ireland after the potato blight, that's on you. If the cops make you do something without a warrant, it's thrown out of court. But if you sign up voluntarily to Ancestry.com, Constitution is not protecting you. So all the challenges to familial DNA, I predict, are going to be defeated. And that is how this guy is found. To Levi Page, what do we know about this guy? In the 80s, he lived just blocks from where the victim, Helene, got off at the bus stop. And his name is James Curtis Clanton, and he actually has a criminal record in Arkansas, Nancy. In 1975, he pled guilty to raping a woman at gunpoint in her own home. I knew it. When was that? It was in 1975, Nancy, and he had just got out of prison. He had been out for a year when he killed Helene. Take a listen to our friends at KUSA. This is Kevin Vaughn. This is a young girl who was just starting her life. Helene Prasinski had dreams of becoming a journalist. She was living temporarily in Colorado for an internship at a radio station when she disappeared nearly 40 years ago. Helene's body was found this morning in a field in Douglas County, five miles away from her bus stop. Her body was found beaten and raped. No one was ever arrested for her death until now. Today, authorities announced 62-year-old James Curtis Clanton, who had been living in Florida, is charged in Helene's murder. It was a combination of DNA existing, technology that was available, but then the dogged police work that was done that helped put the pieces together for us to find that missing piece of evidence to tie it all together. Helene was a student at Wheaton College. She'd grown up in Hamilton. Her high school boyfriend says she was a beautiful human being who continues to inspire us. And after so many haunting uncertainties, this is welcome news. DNA finally did the trick and investigators didn't give up. They first identified this guy, Clanton, a convicted rapist 
through familial DNA. Then they started tracking his every movement. They followed him. They knew he was not going to submit to a DNA uh, (laughs) search warrant by asking him. So what they did was follow him around to surreptitiously get his DNA. And if you don't think that's constitutional, let me tell you, it is. First, they saw him discard a milk carton, but they couldn't get any DNA from it. Then they followed him to a bar where they said they were able to get his DNA off of a beer mug that he had been drinking, and it matched up with the DNA he left when he raped Prashinsky. Straight out to you, Mark Tate, Savannah Lawyer, joining us. Could you please explain why something that has been abandoned, like a milk carton or a beer mug at a bar, is that that's not a foul. Cops can go and they can seize that abandoned item and get your DNA off of it. 100%. They absolutely can. Uh, and, you know, there's a, it's whether the questioning or investigation uh, involves something in which you have a reasonable expectation of privacy. And you don't have a reasonable expectation of privacy for the things that you do in public. Just like an officer can see the tag on your car and run it and get who's driving that car and which register to, you don't have a reasonable expectation of privacy. Can I give you a more more, uh, relatable, in my mind, example? Did you ever read The Inquirer? And one of my favorite articles would be where they line up, for instance, Michael Jackson or Elizabeth Taylor or whoever. It doesn't matter. I just remember theirs all their trash, and they take a picture of it and say, oh, look, whoever ate 10 cartons of Ben and Jerry's in one night. Yeah. No, once you abandon it, they can grab it. So long story short, a 62-year-old truck driver arrested in Florida for the rape and murder of this Colorado radio intern, just 21 years old. This is after police used Ancestry.com to find a suspect 40 years later. To Levi Page, Levi, what happens now to the 62-year-old truck driver? Well, Nancy, he has been extradited to Colorado, and here's the charges that he's facing. Felony murder predicated on an underlying crime of robbery and felony murder predicated on an underlying crime of sexual assault. This is what I know. This guy deserves the death penalty. A serial rapist who murdered this young girl, if we're going to have the death penalty, he's a perfect candidate. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. 
and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity, 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline 